Welcome to another episode of Smart Home Stupid People. My name is Madeline Siege. My name is Eris Felmuth. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody out there. We're, We're a little doing... late today, but yeah, sorry uh... about that. A uh, bit multitasking right now, but uh, <laughs> we got everything under control. And it actually, you know, the show must go on, as they say, even uh, sometimes when stuff gets in the way that is unexpected and is very, very on topic today with our show. Yeah, actually, true. So, so as you guys know, I was I was at Wacken uh, 2023 last week, and uh, <laughs> I had quite a time. And I don't know if any of you guys have been paying attention to the news. We don't actually. It's funny. Half the time, I'd say 99 percent of the time, we just get our news through people we know contacting us about random stuff. Yeah. And uh, Wacken is a big heavy metal music festival in northern Germany. I'll go into further details about it, but um, it got pretty heavily washed out by rain in the beginning. And the media really took off with it. And I and I kept getting phone calls while I was there by, well, the phone calls, messages. I had my phone off. I ended up seeing the messages from a lot of people asking me if I'm okay and stuff. Craziness, craziness. Mm. But um, I'd like to talk about, you know, I'd like to talk about today the what really kind of like went on there, but at the same time, put it into a nice picture of, of you know, reality. Let's talk about reality. Because I think that a lot of people, when they when they go to social media and a lot of media outlets, they like to stretch reality and bend mm. it to make it, you know, more dramatic, m- way more dramatic, <laughs> way more dramatic than yeah. it really is. So, um, but today we are here live with Madeline, like we are every time with Smart Home Stupid People, and she is an expert biologist. <laughs> and today she's going to she's gonna give us her two cents about uh, what an ecosystem really is, because mm-hmm. honestly, Wacken is a huge music festival with like 100,000 people there. And for all intents and purposes, it's a, it, it's a, it's an ecosystem for a good week, right? It takes a lot of energy yeah. to make it what it is. And let's talk about that ecosystem because ecosystems have the ability to break under pressure. They have the ability to morph, mutate, grow, mm. shrink, perish. So yeah. why, don't you, why don't you kick that off a little bit? All I'm going right. to get a couple other things started, bring up some notes, some pictures, and uh, we'll take it from there. So Dr. Madeleine Sieger. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, an ecosystem is something actually we all know, maybe not by definition, but something that we are all living in, something mm-hmm. that we require in order to live. And it's basically the combination of the so-called abiotic and non-abiotic elements. So the biotic elements are obviously, you know, animals and plants and all the living creatures that are crawling and jumping around there. So also as humans, and then you have actually non-living parts, which is the stones on the water and air. So like more the physical environment and everything combined together is an ecosystem. So, you know, you can't have the environment without the animals and plants and you can't have the plants and the, the animals without the environment. They're all interwoven with each other and that makes up an ecosystem. It's also an open system, which means like there are exchanges in energy. For example, with Wacken, if you would compare that as an ecosystem, it was raining so heavily that the whole thing got flooded. <laughs> and obviously the rain came from somewhere. The system was open and so all its individuals, all the creatures living in that environment in Wacken were affected by this rainfall. Obviously, the humans 
at first <laughs> i don't know if there are actually also cows on the on that side that the most or the, the, the uh, it is it is a yeah. field for cows but they weren't yeah. they weren't there with us at the time they, they were <laughs> somewhere not else paddling in their little no. safety boats <laughs> so yeah and i mean it's just an analogy that you can actually put on everything everything is an open system that whatever comes in it has to go through it and then comes out something else so it's like like an exchange of energy, a um, trans transformation of energy. And the beings living in an ecosystem, they have to adapt to these changes. You know, if there's heavy weather, if there are high temperatures or changing temperatures, if there's low or shortage in food, all the living animals and plants in there have to react to, to these changes, otherwise they will disappear. And mm -hmm. so, as you said about the tipping point, you know, it's like there is this theory that an Not ecosystem is an, an imbalance. Everything that is there has like a, a balance, you know, the, 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 the rain coming in is going to the plants and then it kind of evaporates from the plants and it, the, the, the clouds can form again. So there's, there are different cycles and specifically ecosystems that are very old, for example, a tropical rainforest or like the, the ocean where things are evolved over thousands and thousands of years. It's a very stable system because it has really all these connections amongst the animals, plants and the, the elements of it. And so it's considered to be a very stable ecosystem if there are a lot of different species in it. Um, and so whatever happens, it, it, it takes a lot to kind of get that ecosystem out of balance. But, you know, coming back to Wacken, obviously something got out of balance because the media was reporting about it. <laughs> something special happened there. And in that case, I think the amount of water that was coming in was so so, so much that the whole system couldn't handle it anymore. As I from from what I from what I understood, the the fields got flooded. Everything was just muddy, so people couldn't come in with their cars anymore, and everything everybody just got stuck in the mud. <laughs> All right. Well, that or, so it's like, funny because this is this is what I was saying is this is the um, this is what the media put forward, yeah. and it's it is exaggerated. First off and foremost, it's absolutely exaggerated. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a background on uh, on, on Vakken, let me uh, let me show you guys a couple <clears throat> pictures here that'll help, you know, paint a picture as to what it really is. So here we go. We're going to move over to our shared screen, and uh, oh 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 oh, see, I, I, I fucked that up. There we go. Let me uh, get rid of that and bring in this guy right mm. here. This is a picture of 2018 from the air, mm. right? That's approximately 110,000 people. Oh, they're all people in the field, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is Vakken actually uh, mm. in operation before the doors open. You can tell it's before the doors open because uh, you guys unfortunately can't see my, um, my mouse right now. Uh, I guess I have to set it up to make it show that. But if you look kind of in the middle mm. and you see... Um, this brown area, mm -hmm. there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. And that that that's a clear indication that uh, what they tend to do is that every every more every night they they close the gates to the actual festival area. Ah, and everybody goes to their tents. Yeah, yeah. And and what I mean by festival area, you have the festival area that is kind of like a little city inside of Vakum. Mm -hmm. And that's in the middle upwards towards the right beside this big peach of patch of grass, right? And um, that's a little city in and of itself, you know, stores and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
just south of it, um, you see that huge open area. That's where a couple of the main stages are. Mm -hmm. And the way it works is Wacken has like um, a couple stage areas and they have two stages beside one another, the two main ones. And as one is playing, the other one is setting up for the next band. That way between bands, you have like maybe 15 minutes or something. Well, it's actually realistically mm -hmm. more 25. And um, you have the huge stage, you have the medium-sized stage, and then you have a couple single stages. One of the single stages that I like the most is called the Wackinger stage, which is a play on words. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in German, the word for Viking is Wikinger. And uh, they changed the I to an A to make it Wackinger. And it's the area where a lot of the more um, pagan style bands um, would play. I ended up seeing um, Skalmult there. It was, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. I ended up seeing uh, Eivor there as well and a couple other really cool bands too. Um, but just to give you an idea, Vakken has expanded since this picture in quite, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, if, I, if I were to share my, my screen here for a second, let me uh, get rid of that one, bring up this one. You know, that one has to go away and so does that. And um, I'm just going to change the source. Bear with me a second here. And I'm going to show you from my phone because this is the, the actual map of this year's campground, right? And as I mentioned before, this area is the actual festival area. And everything that's kind of in white there is, is, is a tenting area. Mm. And, what it, and, and there are only a couple main roads to get into this whole area. Vaking itself is a tiny little village. Like, it's not even on the map, actually, the actual Vaking <laughs> um, um village that, mm -hmm. that exists, right? Uh, instead, um, Vaking itself, the festival, is just north of the village, right? And it's, it's this huge, huge thing. And you can see by you know the picture that I just showed you, I think that it cut off somewhere around here. And all of these fields in the north, right? These are all, these are all new. Mm. And so they expanded it to try and get more people in, thousands more people. And the only way to get onto the Vaking ground is to take one of the, like there's a road from the top, a road from the south, and there's kind of like one that goes through it. And so what had happened was, is it had rained so heavily, like very heavily. And um, this heavy rain had um, made it so that the cars couldn't get into yeah. the, 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 the main fields that easily. And we're talking like... Um, mud up to your knees, but only in a couple tiny, tiny, tiny places, right? So I'm going to pull up another picture just to show you guys actually, um, like once I got onto the field, this was um, what it looked like. Here, I'll bring it up on the full screen, right? This is what it actually looked like. It's it's not that muddy at all. And you'd think to yourself, <laughs> oh my God, like this is what we actually slept on. Mm -hmm. the, the floors were actually quite dry. Um, it was actually quite, uh, you know, and this is the pathway between, um, let's say, camping fields. Yeah, yeah. And this was on, I think I took this picture on Thursday. Still not that bad. I it's mean, not bad. If you have like at, a four-wheel car, well, you and be and, able to go through. And there's a lot to be said about that because mm -hmm. now if I actually, uh, I'm going to try and pull up a picture here. And these are all pictures taken by myself. Right? Like obviously, the aerial picture wasn't one of them, right? Um, <laughs> you were not hovering above the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe before I start going over, you know, my experience and all that there, I, I really would like to talk a little bit about Vaking um, 
the culture and the and and, and the background of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it does need to be put into context how how big and important this festival truly really mm-hmm. is. Like it's it's something unbelievable when you think about it in contrast to um, what other countries offer, specifically in this type of music genre, right? Um, so here we go. I'm gonna go back to screen share here, and this is. Um, the Wikipedia page on Wacken, just showing the, the history of it. It was founded in 1989 by uh, Thomas Jensen and Holger Hübner. And uh, it's interesting because Wacken, like if you actually go down here and you see how it has grown, it's a heavy metal music festival. So we're talking like, I think the first real act that that kind of helped Wacken became what it is today was uh, Doro Pesch, which is a, mm-hmm. um, a female-fronted... Uh, yeah, oh, thrashy kind of outfit, mm-hmm. kind of like Motorhead with a chick sing, right? Uh, speaking of, so Motorhead uh, played a huge role in in, in how Vakken grew as well. Um, so did other bands such as um, Creator, for example, another German thrash metal band, Scorpions. Uh, these kind of bands actually mm-hmm. played their their role in helping Vakken grow to become this huge festival. So in the early '90s, <laughs> look at that. The first price for admission was six euros forty fourteen. <laughs> And the population, um, the amount of attendance were 800. But within a couple of years, it grew very quickly. You know, by 97, the festival was now 10,000 people strong. And the price per ticket was 35 euros, mm. right? And then now you fast... Now 350 euros, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you... Now it's... Yeah. Now you go... You fast forward to 2007, where you have 72,000 people, right? And the prices were 100 euros a ticket. Mm. And now from 90, 2007 to uh, 2023, let's fast forward there, um, 110,000 people, right? So 85,000 tickets sold, but you have to account for all the people who live in the area. Mm. They're all granted free admission. Also first. people working there. Then there's also the people mm. working there. There's the police department, the fire department, all mm-hmm. this stuff, you know, mm. adds to how many people need to go to the toilet when they're there, right? <laughs> and uh, the infrastructure. Yeah. And the ecosystem and all that stuff, right? And so the tickets are 300 euros. And for next year, which they are already sold out, they sold out 85,000 tickets in four and a half hours. You can see it down here. And uh, the ticket prices were 333 each plus mm-hmm. 20 euros if you'd like to purchase insurance. Mm. And as you guys can see, you know, this year what had happened was um, is that not everybody got in because of the conditions of the fields. And I'll get into that in a second. And that's what kind of made it made the whole headline is that vacuuming yeah. is underwater and people are being turned away at the door. That's that's kind of like what was put forward. And, mm. you know, big headlines like angry fans and, mm. you know, all that stuff. Um What's amazing to think about is even after all that is said and done, right? I found a statistic, well, not even a statistic, but I found on a publication by um, NDR, which is Norddeutschland Rundfunk, I believe it is. Um, NDR? Yeah. NDR, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let me open that up here. I think this is it right there. And um, no, it wasn't that one. Something tells me that I lost my page. It happens. Um, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that I saw, um, it said here that um, out of the 85,000 people who had purchased tickets, 23,000 people didn't get in. Mm. And, um, you know, when we're talking about a history of a festival of this magnitude and this size. 
And an amazing thing to know about Wacken is um, even like this year, we're talking when I think about 61,000 people came in, plus you have to include the other 30,000 people who are there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's still a lot of people. We're still talking about close to 90,000 people. Yeah. And um, in total, there were 20 injuries. And uh, I read about 118 uh, police, uh, I wouldn't even say arrests, but like tickets given, mm. you know, and tickets mm -hmm. could be for, uh, I don't know, you got drunk and they tried to tell you to shut up and you told them to fuck off. I mean, you know, mm. like, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. right? Uh, th there were no deaths this year. Uh, there were no, there were no uh, children born, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I heard uh, up to, uh, yeah, six <laughs> children have been born on the Vakin uh, ground during uh, Vakin. Um, so it's, it's actually really amazing to see this huge culture. And as I mentioned, you know, um, this type of a festival, oh, look at that. I have Inatech Digital Services at the bottom there, my company name. <laughs> I, could, I, I could change that back to uh, Smart Home Stupid People. Um, it's interesting to see how even with everything going on, mm. uh, how, how, how little incident it was. So you have yeah. 90,000 people showing up. 20,000 weren't allowed in because of weather conditions and yet there were only 20 injuries and there were only 118 police incidents. I would say, it, you know, that speaks for a very well established ecosystem. It's where incredible. Things are running well and right? the whole infrastructure is working. You know, people are there for having fun, not picking up fights or anything like that. And that's, Germany is known for this. Like this is what makes Germany special. And a lot of people like to complain about Germany. <laughs> but this is really what makes Germany special, right? Mm. Yeah, I think I've never been actually to a very big festival myself. And we actually got tickets for next year, so I will go too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see that as well. Mm, but from also from what I remember, there are a lot of big festivals in Germany, like Rock am Ring and these kind of things. And they always seem to go very smooth. People just want to have fun and want to go there and have, listen yeah. to music. And yeah. also that I think the, the police here is also, they, they support these kind of festivals in a way, as you said, you know, mm -hmm. there were only a couple hundred police people, I don't know, maybe... Tickets, 118 well, tickets. Also no. just, just people, right? Yeah, yeah. So just, police, just to uh, put it forces. into concept, um, in North America, like, let's take British Columbia, mm. right? Um, if, there's, if their hockey game gets cancelled, they flip buses <laughs> and smash windows and, and damage Angry. property. And, and you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is more normal. You know, like you get a power outage and people start looting. This mm. doesn't happen here, mm. right? No, I've never heard it. Like right. the only time it ever happens if it's like in a Turkish area uh, in a big city, you know? Mm. And, and that's pretty much about it, right? I, yeah, yeah. Like when we talk about um, the German culture, when the German culture gets broken, that's when I start to see pre uh, problems occurring. Yeah, yeah. And in um, in Wacken, it's a really interesting thing. I was so surprised to see how much German there was. Like I was expecting mm -hmm. it to be more international and more English speaking. But I, I actually very rarely heard any other language outside of German. And when I did, it was typically Norwegian or Danish mm -hmm. or, or Dutch. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was yeah. I was very, very impressed to see. Um, just how, how, like, I've heard many times that Vaking is no longer, it's a tourist trap. And, you know, the like burgers, there are like 10 euros a piece. So it's, <laughs> it, it is a tourist trap. But at the mm -hmm. same time, the, uh, all being said, as commercial as it has become, it's still very fundamentally a German festival. And I was, I was very impressed to see that. And I was very happy to go with the, yeah. the crew that I went with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, uh, to put a couple things into perspective, um, 
when I was there, I'm going to pr- bring up another picture just to kind of give you guys an idea. Um, when I was there, I, uh, I, sh- I went there with about 12 friends and we went there with three RVs and um, uh, three cars. And we kind of like parked them all beside one another and set up a huge pavilion Mm-hmm. So that we could stay dry and have mm-hmm. like long tables in there, like like in a hall, and our barbecue and our and our stereo system and everything <laughs> was in there. And we would uh, have loud music till three in the morning. So when we weren't at the festival campground, we were on. I mean, our, at the festival ground, we were at the camping ground, mm-hmm. having our own festival. And that's <laughs> that's what makes Vakan special is that it's just a lot of people very happy and excited to just be in that atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah. Um, having a good time with a lot of alcohol. We brought our we bought three kegs. So we're talking like, what is that? 120, 180 liters of beer, which we proudly drank in four days. All <laughs> <No laughs> right. I, I, I was drinking more honey wine because that's that's nicely available as well. All right. So um, let, let's, I, I want to like, now that I've kind of painted a bit of a picture of what is Vakit, you know, like it's, it's a heavy metal music festival. We're talking like death metal and extreme metal. I, I went there to go see a couple bands that I really like, such as... Um, Deicide and Dying Fetus. You know, they were a couple headlines. Then on top of that, I was able to see Skalmud and Solstafia and a couple other cool bands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple new bands I had never seen before. Uh, very, very, very impressed, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the, the just like I said, the environment and, and the climate, and I really enjoy the rain. Like, you know, to me, it actually kind of makes it a little bit euphoric almost when yeah. it's cold and rainy for an extreme period of time and you don't have the ability to go and warm up. So you got to just figure that out, mm-hmm. right? So I uh, I ate like, um, um, how can I best say it? Like a pickled herring and drank honey wine. And that's how I kept warm. And that's how <laughs> I kept uh, in a good mood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now that that's the picture, I want to talk a little bit about the, the media. You know, what came out and what was kind of presented because it didn't do just, right? Um, so it started with, we, like, I want to emphasize on the idea of the early bird gets the worm, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's mm-hmm. that old saying. Yeah, yeah. And um, we left 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, actually. And I almost didn't go because a couple of days before I had did a really, du- I, I did a really dusty job um, reinstalling an audio video rack for a customer. And I just got like sinus infection just from all it happens to me it's like clockwork every time i do a really dusty job three days later my face gets like just congested yeah, and, it just, yeah. I, and i wasn't sure if i was sick or or if it was just a sinus infection i was pretty sure it was just a sinus infection so i told them hey guys i don't want to risk getting you sick and and uh, and i only slept like two hours last night so uh, maybe i maybe i'll come by in a couple of days and uh, they looked at me and said, no, you don't do that. Either you come now or you risk the odds of not being able to make it there. And he mm-hmm. says, just from my experience, just get in the car. We're all cool with you getting sick. We've had a lot of people sick there before. Mm-hmm. Well, the fresh air will do you good. And I said, all right, let's do it. Um, and so that was the best decision right mm-hmm. there. Right? I felt like garbage, but I was able to sleep most of the way there. And the first two days there, I was able to just relax. The festival starts on Wednesday officially. Mm-hmm. And we left at seven in the morning on Monday from around Berlin. Uh, we went to go and pick up our trailers, the RVs, meet everyone together and drive together in as a um, as a convoy into the into Vakman itself so that we can all be able to use the cars to create a nice little area for yeah, us so yeah. that we can camp between the cars and um, and so on and so forth right so it's really it was really amazing just to see how 
the people I went with, they've been doing this for 20 years, <laughs> right? Like many times before, nothing new to them. Um, obviously 2021 and 22, mm. oh no, 2020 and 21 were canceled because of the whole uh, Corona garbage. Mm. And um, all the tickets from 2020, uh, 2000 that were for 2020 were carried over to 22. Yeah. So this was really the first year that people could just openly buy tickets. And one of the people in his group dropped out and said, hey, you want to come? And I've been wanting to always grow because tickets sell out in like five hours, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're very expensive. They're not, and you need to know how to buy the tickets. And it kind of almost yeah. requires someone to tell you and show you how to do it <laughs> or experience yourself, yeah. right? And um, so what the media, like I said, you know, we were driving there on Monday and we started seeing, like we were very close to Vakken at that point. It took us... Uh, I think we were close to maybe um, three o'clock and we were right around the Vakken area. And we decided because we saw the rain and um, we knew it was going to be difficult to get on the fields. Mm. Um, we decided to actually drive around Vakken and come in from the north uh, where most of the Danish and the Norwegian people come from, right? And that was the best decision we ever made because later on we ended up meeting other people who had moved, who had come there, who had driven there from like Köln, which is almost the same distance to mm. Vaking uh, for us. Like Vaking is kind of more middle uh, um, Germany. We're in the east, Köln is in the west. Mm -hmm. And they also left at seven in the morning. We got on the field, um, I think around 6, 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. I have to take a look again, but around then. And um, this other guy from Köln didn't get on till three in the morning. Oh, wow. So we were very, we made, it was a good decision to leave early and to take, to go in through the top. Because as soon as we got close to Wacken, all the, all the messages started coming up saying, hey guys, we can't get everybody on the field today that we wanted to. It's too slow moving. Um, it's, it's, it's too difficult. So if you haven't, if you're not already on the, if you're on the way and, uh, you know, find a, find a, find a truck stop and just stay there and wait for us to let you know, mm. um, because we only expect to get one third of the people on today. Well, um, yeah. and so on and so forth. And what happened was, is as I was like, as that was going on, you know, we were like, oof, we really, this is what actually, you know, made us realize, okay, we got to get, we got to Like now that we're so close, we, we got to get on the field today because mm. it's just going to get harder. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, then, then the messages start coming in that was saying, you know, um, there we're not. We, it looks like it's not going to be able to be accommodating for everyone. You know, they pushed the limits. They hmm. uh, 2018, uh, they they had uh, um, what was it, seventy thousand people, and now they're trying to push eighty five thousand people. And you can see that te technology is one thing, but we still have to work within the environments of our own. Yeah, construct. You Absolutely, know? it's again the same thing with an ecosystem. You know, you can only grow so so far. Mm -hmm. um, the all the the parts are working, but if if you put on too much pressure, it falls apart. Yeah, or, and know. so in the end, what ended up happening was um, we got closer and closer, and as we did, we started to see the lines, and it took us actually seventeen hours. To actually get onto the field when you really uh, do the math, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was closer to eight p.m. or something like that. So it was a long day in in the car once we got everything set up and all that stuff. Uh, then we had our drinks and we, we were, were happy. Like ten hours, it was the um, same day, right? I'm trying to remember. Seven, Sorry, uh, yeah, we started morning. at seven in the morning and then we were there seven, eight. Okay, yeah, so twelve, thirteen, uh, thirteen hours until we were actually okay. on the field. Yeah, and yeah. then I think by uh, nine p.m. we were actually set up. So fourteen hours until uh, mm. we actually were there, relaxed. And um, 
it was funny because then we started seeing the the information Tuesday night saying, "Hey guys, um, it's really bad." The, and then that that idea, you know, it was one of these things. A lot of a lot of stuff coming through the grapevine of all the people around us, and just hearing the rumors of everything going around, saying, "Hey, the festival might get canceled." Mm. And that was the kind of the thing where they realized that on the first day, only one third of the people got in and they don't know if they can get more people in. And so they were faced this, they were facing this um, wall of saying, okay, do we cut our losses or we could, or we do we do our best and try? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when you try to get 85,000 people in on the campground and only, uh, you know, 30,000 were able to get set up. I think the first day they only got 25,000 people on, you know, in, in and around Wacken. And uh, so what had happened was is one of the most amazing things, and this this really goes to show you that like I I don't think it's just um, a German thing. I think it's really a northern German thing because I don't think something like Wacken or any situation like this would happen anywhere else really in Germany that I can think mm, of, mm. Um, where all the people in um, living close to Wacken started opening up their front lawns to mm. people to to camp there. Yeah, right. Yeah, Saying yeah. if you can't get on the field there. Here's our front lawn, right? Mm. And um, and and it was just it was incredible to see that like against all odds, people were still trying to find solutions every step of the way. Yeah. And then came the media saying that like Vaking is underwater. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, um, it's horrible, and people are angry. And, yeah. and And all of a sudden, I started getting messages from you know family and friends, say like in North America, telling me, "Hey, are you okay?" I'm thinking, "What do you mean I'm okay?" Like, <laughs> and then I send them the picture of our camp. Right? They're yeah. like, "Wow, that looks beautiful." Is, uh, are you sure you're at the same place? Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, 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 I really am. Um, and so what ended up happening was is that you ended up getting some people. Like, I think it was about midday Wednesday or maybe just a little later on, that they said, hey, guys, we tried. We really tried our best um, after talking to the police department because that's the big thing. As festivals like this, you're working closely with um, the mayors of the area, mm. the local people, with the police department, with the fire department. Like, I don't think that anybody, like, I think that if you've never been involved in setting up something like a festival or, or playing yeah. at a festival as a yeah, musician yeah. or touring or anything... It's very hard for a regular person to understand logistically and politically yeah. what's actually happening behind the scenes, mm. right? Um, how many hands have to get shaken and how many people have to make compromises. Nothing ever goes as planned. Yeah. Nothing. There never has been a perfect scenario, yeah, right? Yeah. In this kind of an environment. And um, then started, you know, the media trolls. People saying things like if, uh, because so in one, one Mid to late day Wednesday, they said, "Hey guys, it looks like not everyone's going to get in. Um, so we're we're going to figure that out, right? How many people we're going to allow in, and if the program is going to happen as as foreseen." And it immediately started with people going, um, like on Instagram and Facebook, which I'm thankful I don't have this crap in my, yeah. you know, like. But I was hearing it through the people around me. Right, saying they're on the official Instagram or Facebook page for Vakin, and they're seeing the the comments from the the uh, from the main um, people, and yet they're also seeing comments from a lot of the fans who want to mm. be there that can't, and they're saying things like, "If I can't get, if not everyone can get in, then nobody should be allowed in." Yeah, and this is that whole <laughs> I, I, I call this the 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 Buttercup syndrome. Right, and buttercup. buttercup syndrome. You know, a buttercup is like a, a buttercup person is somebody <laughs> or buttercup people. I like to call them are people who need to have everything done for them. Mm. And as soon as they're disappointed in life, 
um, everybody around them has to compensate for their issues, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so Buttercup, buttercup Syndrome, you know? Um, and it's kind of like the idea of Buttercup is in, in, in English, like obviously, I mean, you guys are from the English-speaking world, but for those of you who aren't and for those of you who uh, aren't from North America and don't understand what Buttercup really means is you call somebody a Buttercup when they're a wuss, you know, when they're just not able to toughen it up and just, you know, <laughs> um, survive, right? They're too weak. Mm. Right. So a buttercup to me is kind of like the runt of the litter, just someone who can't survive. But I think that today this idea of buttercup people is becoming so big. You know, it's not only that everybody who runs the race gets a medal anymore. It's like everybody who watched the race also gets a medal. <laughs> and that's kind of the same thing where I'm thinking, you know, Vakin is a festival where we're outside in the elements for a week. And yet when something happens, everybody you know, not everybody, the few people who wrote the stupid things like that, like, uh, you know, if we don't all get in, then nobody gets in. And these are these are children who got all the cookies they wanted whenever they wanted, you yeah, know? Yeah, instead of, you know, like, guys, have fun next year, we, we will right? do again, right? Exactly, so, yeah. you know, and there was, there was actually a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there was a lot of negativity. And yeah. unfortunately, that's what got focused. And I really tried today, I tried very hard to find actual, without going onto Instagram or Facebook, mm. to find actual uh, media reports of actual people yeah. saying, you know, by name, like this person was really angry because he was rejected at the door or something like that. And from what I understand, what had happened was, is that uh, midday Wednesday, it wasn't that they said that people weren't allowed in anymore. They started by saying, sorry, guys, no more vehicles. We can't do it. Mm. And then it, it became this issue with the fire department mm -hmm. as well, in the mm -hmm. sense that if the fields, uh, the entrances to the fields are so messed up, well, how are the ER and the paramedics going to get through yeah. when something happens? Yeah, yeah. And Vakun has this really cool system in the sense that around the field is open. In the middle of the field, you have kind of like a plus that's open. And then um, I think every two, three rows of cars there's an extra like a bit of a space left yeah, yeah. for uh, paramedics to get through. And I, I remember even seeing it by Thursday, the paramedics had to be called a few times because people were, you know, either whatever, you know, having a stroke or you know, overdose or whatnot, you know, this stuff happens and uh, they need to get through. And so this is something where I actually agree in the sense that, yeah, the conditions weren't nearly as bad as people mm -hmm. as t assumed them to be, but the, the weakness with Vakun was the funnel of of how many entrances to the main roads there are actually there, yeah, yeah. right? And when all of those entrances are blocked, what happens when somebody needs to go somewhere? So obviously they have the the fucking helicopters already always ready in case someone needs to be airlifted immediately and this kind of stuff. But it's still the the vehicles that have to make it through the mm -hmm. campgrounds. They still have to get there, right? And so what ended up happening is, is that the only way that cars specifically not larger cars uh, with like four-wheel drive and all that, the only way they were able to get onto the field specifically to make it through, I would say like the first 50 meters from the main road on uh, onto the field. After that, they, they were good to go. They had to be towed by, um, tra uh, by, by tractors, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Huge tractors. I'll just show you guys a real quick picture. Mm -hmm. This is a picture of uh, the tractors that they were using to tow people around. I think this is actually the field that I stayed on because I could, I, I recognize that he, that, um, that uh, that vehicle with the black sign on the side, and um, and that was it. So what happened is is that there's something I don't know what they're called in English. In German, it's the Ursen, which is like 
Um, it's a rod that you screw into the front of your of your car to be towed. Uh, I don't think they really do this much in North America. I haven't seen it much in Germany. When you get towed, you can actually just like a lot of people have an extra rope in mm-hmm. their car and you can just anybody can tow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just rope to rope, you know, from the, the back of the car, you have like large eyelets um, welded to the frame and in the front, there's a hole where you can screw um, this big peg with an eyelet on the end of it into the front of the car uh, to tow people. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in North America, I think it's just, it's different. I mean, we have a very big tow truck, uh, you know, um, culture and all that stuff. So I haven't, I don't think I've ever, I've only seen like, I, I've seen people do it, but... I don't think it's a very normal thing over there. Not as normal as over here for people to be towed um, with ropes, you know? <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, like, right? Like the tow truck is actually pulling you. You're in your car driving it and it's off and there's a rope just between the two of you. So that kind of stuff, right? Um, I think in some places it's just not allowed. But anyway, um, so that was, the, that was the interesting thing to me was to see how um, the media took a couple negative comments and just flew with it. Right and 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 told everyone that the world is horrible and that uh, you know they, if if you were to take a couple pictures right of mm-hmm. just the entrance and a couple people struggling and said this is what it's like mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. and it really really wasn't you know it was actually a lot of fun you had a lot of people enjoying the mud actually <laughs> you know it was it was very difficult later on um, the first couple of days you know when you walk down there because we got we were at the very northern part which was a long trek you know for me. Um, it was a nice, uh, sportive 20 minute walk. But mm-hmm. when I was with other people who were older, who had, uh, injuries, you know, I, I broke my ankle last year, so I, I wasn't exactly trying to uh, put a lot of pressure on it. Um, but when you got down to the actual, a couple of the stage areas, it was mud to almost your knee mm-hmm. and to walk through that. I mean, you lose your boots. It's, it's not easy. And let's talk about what is, What's actually going on with the field? Why why is this type of mud there and why isn't the water going away? You know, when we talk about yeah. what is an agricultural field, like these aren't fields that are um just open meadows and prairies that everybody, you know, camps on. These are these are fields where where cows are grazing all year round. These are fields where uh, corn has been grown on, right? And this is in an area where people have been farming for thousands of years. Yeah. So the soil there, specifically these these acres of land that have been cleared to become monocultures or uh, mm. cow pastures, um, well, pastures, but cow cow grazing areas. Yeah. Um, the soil is is almost engineered, right? Like it's 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 thirty to fifty centimeters thick of black black dense soil yeah. earth. Yeah, and this and this earth is is designed to not allow the water to permeate through, to mm. actually to collect water and to keep it as, as, as long as possible. Yeah. So when it rains, the water, it's not like putting water on sand and it just goes through and it's gone. The water, when it, when you pour a cup of water on the soil at Vakken, it, it bubbles on the, mm-hmm. on, on the surface because mm-hmm. the water, the earth there is designed to keep it yeah. for as long yeah, as yeah. possible. So when it rains and when that, that 30 to 50 centimeters of, of soil that's designed to hold water becomes, you know, mixed with a lot of water. It, it does just that. It becomes like quicksand. Yeah. And so that was the big story, I think, you know, um, in the end of, of uh, what had happened. And as I mentioned, I think that the, uh, the most amazing thing is that how well it worked out, mm. how little violence there was, mm-hmm. how safe it was, how um, enthusiastic the people were 
in the end, all the people who couldn't make it, they were obviously given um, their tickets for the same price for the next year, right? Um, I don't know how much of it was reimbursed. Like, I mean, I heard that you could you can get your tickets all immediately reimbursed, and and you would be you had priority, meaning yeah. that if you wanted a ticket next year, you'd be guaranteed to get one. You didn't have to wait in line, and you'd get one for the same price. And the price went up quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From two ninety nine to two thirty three. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's one of these things where it's 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 sad it happened, but at the same time, I think that actually back in two thousand twenty three to me is a success story and. Mm. 60,000 people plus 30,000 people there <laughs> got in, did their thing, had fun yeah. and all that. It wasn't the catastrophe that we uh, were told it was. Um, well, but it just sounds better in the media, right? So, Well, like I said, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really funny because uh, the media didn't follow up. You know, I didn't. I didn't see any stories of how successful Vakin was well, afterwards. Because you know, they they focus on the negative news. It's just watch the news. You see, there's always just negative shit. Well, and this was the yeah. the, the the sad part about it is that like it was a great festival, and I could mm-hmm. even feel a lot of people having their phone their their faces in front of their phones for too long. Mm. Um, they were like the 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 whole mood of Vakin for the first couple of days wasn't actually as cheery as it could have been, and I think that was just because people were just constantly overwhelming themselves yeah, with yeah. this negative information of yeah. what's going on, you know. Uns, uh, you know, yeah. I was not <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I was not watching news or anything during yeah. that time. Like I don't do at all, never. <laughs> so I didn't start at that point. But you know, people just asked me like, "How is Aris doing?" And I was not worried a bit at any minute because I knew, well, it's gonna be fine. Like. What, what yeah. you know, what could happen there? Like, so I just thought again, this is just you know, a media thing that they push up and then make it so so big to, yeah, I don't know, just to tra- um, not traumatize, but like you know, pushing it and then drama, drama, it, it's for it. ratings as it always is, right? Yeah, and that's of course, and that's the course. big thing that a lot of people have to remember. And I just remember being there. Uh, on site with everybody there mm. and telling them like, have you guys seen what they're saying is going on here? Like mm. the, the outside <laughs> world is under the impression that we're, we're like living in squalor, right? Mm. And, and and it w- was quite the opposite. It was actually quite pleasant that a, that a couple um, fields were left empty because yeah. um, you actually, I ended up, which I, I like my, 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 my solitude, right? Mm. Specifically in nature. And it was actually quite nice that um, because we were in the, they, they filled up the camping spots to the north and they didn't make it to the, the, the camping spots below us. And so therefore walking to the, the, the festival, the actual stage um, involved actually walking through a couple bare fields mm-hmm. that didn't uh, get used mm-hmm. for camping. And it was, it was really nice to be able to go from the loud camping area through this peaceful, yeah. quiet yeah, yeah. field and then to the loud camping or, or to the loud um, um, music festival. Yeah. So it was actually, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, I, I took detours to go through three or four of the MP fields mm-hmm. just to get back to the camping, just to, to reset myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Wow. So I want to talk about a couple right. other little things. Um, do you have anything to say, Maddie, before I jump into the next section? No. No? You good? Yeah. All righty. Um, so I'm going to pull it up here. I got some notes going on. I'm going to change the resolution on my computer because it is so small. <laughs> One second. So what, what what did you hear while I was gone, Maddie? 
uh, about well, blackmail again, anyway. Like, you know, I'm not... Like, you had neighbors coming to you going, is, is Eris okay? Well, yeah, a couple of friends were texting me because they knew that you were gone to Wacken and it's like, oh, how is he doing? You know, it's like, is he on the field? Is he enjoying himself? And I didn't, again, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was like, yeah. why would he not, you know? So I just had a little look at, at the news. But again, yeah. like, this is not something I, I'm I'm doing... And I felt very quickly that like, this is just too much drama here. Yeah. So yeah, 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 I yeah. thought, you know, if something goes wrong, he would, you would text me and I would know what's going on. But since I didn't hear anything from you, <laughs> like, like, he'll be all right. Yeah. So I was not worried at all. Yeah. So uh, we got a couple of things happening on. Uh, so it's it. Mm. We 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 took a couple of days off and we didn't do a lot of uh, episodes in the last couple of months. So I'm not surprised not too many people are chiming in. Yeah. Uh, but we have uh, Denver Attaway saying that he's worked in festivals before. Always a fun time, and that's and this is the thing I wanted to kind of like emphasize is like I, I've done a lot of um, I've played over two hundred shows as a musician myself, yeah. right? And and so um, I, I've seen how certain people who don't have the ability to keep a good attitude up, well, yeah. um, let's say um, under pressure. You know, if they crack under too little pressure, then they're just not going to do well. And you see, mm -hmm. it's like a natural filter where these people just kind of like get filtered out over time. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're not going to be there. Why would they want to be there if, uh, um, if, 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 if they're not easily able to survive mm -hmm. there? And you see that with a lot of bands. Uh, you know, most bands don't. I, I think there's a statistic that like 25% of or 10% of most bands uh, or maybe even 25 break up after the first show and... Um, uh, ten percent only uh, make it to, uh, to 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 I think like um, ten shows or something mm. like that. I would say less actually, and okay. and it's and it's an interesting thing when you really see um, that the experience, you know, like these people putting on this festival, they've been doing this for thirty years, right? And yeah. and um, they what they've overcome. I remember they almost went bankrupt actually in the very beginning. And if it wasn't for I think a loan from a, a specific band that decided to play and 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 maybe their promoters or something helped them. I can't remember what it was. They, then backing would have been over before it began. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and you kind of have to think of it like this too. Like I'm sure there was an insurance mm. um, involved. Right. After the whole Corona stuff, Wacken uh, fell out. Like it, it got canceled for two years. Right. And what what happens there is I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, this is this is the first year where it's like really Wacken again, um, where the tickets weren't being carried over from, 2000, from 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 19. And um, I'm sure they had a lot of concerns with with insurances, having seen what happens when when things get canceled. Uh, people get disappointed. The uh, the entire village it has like a little economy. Like everybody with a house that lives in Vakun, yeah. they they like if they're on the main road, they're gonna they're gonna do something on their lawn, like selling beer or creating a fun house or you know yeah. something that actually becomes a huge tourist attraction. So it's a it's a big income, yeah, for a lot of the people. And I wouldn't be surprised. Like one of the big reasons why I think they stop letting people in is not just because of safety. I wouldn't be surprised because one third of the tickets uh, purchased didn't get in or almost one, yeah, about one third. Um, I'm sure the insurance company compensated mm -hmm. them for that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Which okay. helped. And so they had to ask themselves the question, do we push our limits? Yeah. Uh, do we do we test nature? Do we, yeah, we yeah. do we go against the grain and try to get as many people in as possible, uh, even when it's no longer safe? Yeah. Um, even though we're we're walking into new territory and uh, it's already uncomfortable where it is. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had to make that tough decision and say, you know what, 
um, best to fight another day. Yeah. Let's 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 cut our losses. Do what we can. Yeah. You know, they tried as hard yeah. as they could, but in the end, I really wouldn't be surprised if one of the big reasons why they decided to not let in the last twenty three thousand people was before was was mostly because of uh, of the fact that they would be reimbursed from the insurance company, allowing them to yeah, sure. still make a decent profit and carry over into the next year. So it's one of these questions you have to ask yourself. Um, all those people who complained about you know. If nobody gets, if if, <laughs> if if I don't get in, then nobody yeah, gets yeah. in. Kind of mentality. You think to yourself, okay, well, why don't you just have, you know, if 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 at least two thirds get in yeah. and 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 Be profits are them, still right? there, um, then it'll happen next year, mm. right? So it's 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 an interesting argument of, and I just know this from a business point of view and from a festival point of view that mm. you can't just go around canceling all the time, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, this wasn't a really, it wasn't very easy. Uh, for as a decision, you know, I've seen a lot of videos from the, the 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 festival founders, and it really was a tough decision for them to be able to um, say sorry, but you know, twenty three percent, like twenty three thousand people can't make it. End of story. And mm -hmm. I think that even it's funny because a lot of the, even though they said on Wednesday that twenty three thousand that they're not letting people in anymore, I saw shuttle buses allowed in on Thursday. So um, obviously vehicles weren't allowed in anymore and that accounted for a lot of the people that didn't show up because most people like us we so we show up with our own refrigerator and our own generator and you know yeah. our own our own barbecue and we make our own food and how do you you know what are we going to do if we're told oh you can park somewhere like yeah, yeah. 20 kilometers away and it's also it's not cool for all of the 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 neighboring villages that now have all these campers and 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 cars sitting out front of their lawn littering and creating noise and pissing in their garden you know mm -hmm. it's 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 not it's it's one of these things you have to really take in all these things into account and i think that for a regular person who just was disappointed that they didn't get their entrance and their admission into the park i think it's very difficult for them to see any type of a larger picture to yeah. understand all the sacrifices that had to be made in order for that to become a reality so, um, the last thing I want to talk about is that let's 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 uh, change flavor a little bit. Let me talk about the uh, the conditions. You know, for maybe those of you who are interested in going to Vak in twenty twenty five, because twenty twenty four is now sold out. Hmm. Right? Um, what are the conditions now like at a festival of eighty five thousand people in northern Germany? So I'll tell you the a couple of things. The facilities were surprisingly clean. You know. Um, Every morning they had trucks come by and suck up all the garbage from the from the <laughs> porta potties and hose them down like mm. literally, and it was pleasantly surprising. Mm. Yeah, but maybe, like I said, it's, you know, twenty three thousand people weren't there, so maybe that helped. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I guess so. Um, on another note, food was, um, how can I best say, it was obnoxiously expensive. Mm. Right. It wasn't just uh, a little bit expensive. It was it was incredibly expensive. So, oh, well, I don't know if my computer's going to die or not. I don't know if it's charging. Mm. Eh, if it dies, it dies. It's the way it is. We're almost done for today. Um, and so, food was obnoxiously expensive. We're talking like ten euros a burger. Right. We're talking five. Well, but I mean, you know, it's just like it's, a normal price range it, that we have right now it, everywhere. Yeah, you're right. It is festival price. Yeah. But five fifty a beer. And the beer yeah. is not even half liter, right? It's it's yeah, right. it's it's that's null comma four. So that's that's yeah. Here, I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna walk around and try and get my other adapter because I can definitely <laughs> see that oh, there we go. Now it's gonna turn on. 
There we go. Now the computer's not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really expensive. And the first question I had in my mind is like, seeing that the fa- the, the tickets sold out so quickly, I think that people would be happier to just pay a little bit more and have it become more exclusive. You know, mm-hmm. maybe instead of 85,000 people, they say, hey guys, Vakken is from now on only 50,000 people and tickets yeah. are 800 a piece. Mm-hmm. And then food isn't going to be 10 euros uh, a burger. Instead, they could maybe lower the price a little bit and take that into account. Yeah. Just yeah. an idea, you know, for any of you guys out there who are perhaps <laughs> listening to us, which I doubt it, or involved in the decision-making process at uh, Vakken. Um, it's it's annoying that uh, that, you know, that drinks and food are so expensive, which is why we show up with a group of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you divided everything up, I think it cost all of us about 70 euros a head um, because we were 13 people in, mm-hmm. on one camp um, to, uh, you know, for fuel, for food, for the, yeah. the, the beer that we brought and all that. And, and that was great because outside of that 70 euros that I ended up paying, because we were so far away from the main field where the, the, the big um, concert stages were, I ended up still spending about 200 euros mm-hmm. just on food and beverages. Wow. Because yeah. if I'm, it, like I said, is, you know, when you're a half an hour walk away, and then like I said, like it's more like 20, 20 30 minutes, and it's kind of a sportive walk with the big boots on and and, and it's not easy, right? Um, you know, I had rain boots that were up to my knees and most people did as well. And so it's not an easy t- task to take an hour out of your time to to leave the, the the music festival, to take an hour out of your time, to sit down for a half an hour at camp, you know, and eat. That's like an hour and a half gone. So obviously then you ask yourself when you're there, okay, am I going to sacrifice an hour and a half to eat something? Mm. Or am I just going to buy a burger for 10 euros? And that's kind of that decision. So for me, obviously when I was there for sometimes like uh, one of the longer stays, I was like 2 p.m. until like three in the morning. I was down at the at the, at the fairground area. And uh, yeah, I ended up you know buying a beer every yeah, couple hours, course. buying a, buying something to eat every couple hours. So it's it's just the way things are. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I eat a lot, and specifically when it's cold and wet, mm. wet and wet, um, <laughs> you wanna you wanna make sure that uh, you're you're taking in enough sustenance in order to keep you warm and happy. Yeah, right? of course. So, um, yeah, a, a couple things that they did that I'm not too 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 happy about is, uh, but at the same time, you know, this is an interesting idea. Um, they had a cashless system. Mm-hmm. So everybody got a, a, a wristband and an RFID built into the wristband. And in order to make this cashless system a reality, you know, I've, I've been to, to Madeline, with Madeline to the, uh, what we have over here, the, it's not really the saunas. It's kind of like a, a, we mentioned it last episode called the Talma, which is like a, water park for German people. Yeah, like a spa wellness. Yeah, it's spa wellness. I mean, they have this huge, beautiful pool that's both indoors and outdoors. You go there in the middle of winter when it's minus 20 and you're in the you're in the hot water outside and there's a swim-up bar. It's fantastic. Yeah, cool. And the way they make that work is obviously you don't want to have people reaching for their wallets in a swimming pool. It's it's just not a good idea. You have <laughs> coins falling into the filters and <laughs> drunk people you know, diving for their wallets. Um Instead, you have these the same, exact same system, this yeah. RFID bracelet that, that that you could then swipe for everything you want to purchase and you pay on the way out. And it's a great idea. It's a great yeah. system. It's, you know, uh, it's a technological thing to set up the database and the system to make it work. But in the end, once it's up and running, it's great. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, this is for a building, right, that mm-hmm. I'm talking about mm-hmm. that where I've seen it work. They tried a similar system now for Wacken, and you have to think of Wacken uh, as a very special place because um, in order to prepare for the the festivities, 
there are a couple funny things that they've had to do. And this one I'm about to show you is one of my favorite things that they had to do. Take a look at this. German metal fans build beer pipelines, <laughs> right? For the amount of beer to come into Wacken in order to uh, quench the thirst of all the metal heads who require their thirsts to be quenched by beer and honey wine. <laughs> they ended up laying tunnels all throughout the grounds oh. from point A to point B so that they had one huge tent and they ended up being sponsored by a beer company called uh, Krombacher. And um, therefore, every everywhere you went to, they had a they had a hose, like one of these black hoses, coming into their tent, connecting to their uh, to their to their system to give mm -hmm. you beer. And it was actually really cool because for two reasons: one, that scenario of oh the yeah, yeah. the the keg is empty, yeah, I gotta tap the new one. That doesn't happen, mm -hmm. right? You don't end up ever getting beer that has too much foam on it mm -hmm. because the lines are always clear. Like it's mm -hmm. always good beer coming through it. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool how they ended up making that happen technologically. And the first question I kind of have is now with the RFID system, in order to make it work, um, I think I have another, something you guys can maybe see in this picture that I just had up, which I have now lost. There it is. Um, no, there it is. So you guys can kind of see in the distance here. Uh, let me just open that up. There are these towers, these cell phone towers that were erected just for the festival. And for example, here's one right there. And you can see down mm -hmm. here, there's a big red box and a tower. Mm -hmm. There's one. There's one. Um, if I zoom out, maybe you can see a couple more. Uh, there's one over there probably. Like here, here's one you can see right there. Here's another one. Um, what they did was here's another one right here. Like look at how close they are to one another. Um, I would estimate every two to 500 meters, they erected a 5G tower, a portable telecom. So yeah. for you guys out in North America, T-Mobile, I think is uh, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what you guys call it over here. We call it, it's just called telecom. They ended up blasting the entire fairground with uh, 5G coverage because the RFID chip worked over it, mm. right? Everybody had an app and the app was the Wacken app that then would uh, show you all the bands playing and you can save the ones you want to see and you yeah, get yeah. you get notified on your phone when uh, an hour before the band that you want to see is about to start. In theory, it's all good, but we're talking like, um, here's the issue that I have. is like they, they, they went through all that trouble to lay, to lay the beer lines. They could have just pulled a few cables and say, mm -hmm. we don't need those, we don't need those towers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, people in today's world they tend to get a little bit picky when um, their their internet on their phone doesn't work. I really enjoyed being at a at a festival like this because to me, I actually consider it to be a digital detox. Yeah, I um, I, I I made a big effort to leave my phone off and check it uh, maybe early morning and late and maybe late night. Mm -hmm. You know, probably not there. A couple, I think for a couple of days, I didn't even look at it. Um, just to you know, call my wifey and see how she's going, and um, you know, little things like that. Uh, still, still running a business, so I checked a couple emails to make sure there were no fires. Uh, call a couple customers uh, because there were actually a couple little tiny fires uh, that I had to put out from afar, and that's about it. But even still, if I didn't have coverage, that would just be the way it is, mm, yeah, right? Sure. Um, and that was kind of one of these ideas where I just thought to myself. Uh, so this is the first year they did it where the cashless payment 
system was full in operation. They tried it, I think, lightly last year, and it didn't quite work that well, uh, from what I understand. Um, and this time they they figured they got all the kinks and bugs out of it. So it's one of these things, like there's a pro and a con to this. And obviously the pro is, is yeah, when the, the lines moved so much faster because people weren't reaching for their wallets and their coins the whole time. And not every person needed to have like 400 euros in their pockets mm. or whatever the case it would yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously the, the, the banks and the ATMs don't even have that much cash in them for all these people buying all that stuff. So yeah. it it really did make sense on that level to use an RFID system. I don't think it it was a good idea to do it with the 5G towers. First off, I, I, I just, I don't like the idea of it. I've, you guys have heard me talk about the 5G towers and uh, just wireless anything in general. You know, yeah. wireless stuff should be um, used sparingly. And I, and I say this, you know, from my point of view as a big, as, as a building automation technician, that always plan for wired and wireless is nice to have. Mm. End of story. Yeah. And they decided to make their entire money flow based on wireless. I, I, to me, that's a dangerous game to play. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm holding my, you know, I can hold my breath probably. And I'll probably get a breath of fresh air real soon if I hold mm -hmm. my breath and say, when is, when is that going to have mm. an issue? We'll see. You know, we, we'll see how that works out uh, for Vakin in the future if they continue to do this. But I think that what they really should have done is because everybody, when, every time you would buy something, it was uh, it was someone with a cell phone at a booth scanning your your, your RFID yeah, chip because yeah. most phones, like all, all the new iPhones, they have RFID scanners yeah. built into the phones. If you guys didn't know that, you know that now. Most phones actually have this built into it um, for many reasons, right? But nevertheless, it's... Uh, Again, it's awesome to not have to reach for your wallet and to pay for everything after or before. It doesn't matter if you load up the money. It's not the greatest thing in the world when um, you're constantly bombarded by these high frequencies and everything is done that way because you know you have to think of it too. Um, the amount of data being trafficked at that place, I'm sure that has a good price on it too. Right? They can say who bought what, when, where, and so on and so forth. That 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 data, I'm sure, was is pretty valuable afterwards. And I didn't see anywhere. Um, I, I'd like to try and see if I could find the documents as to what they are allowed to do with that data afterwards. Mm. You know, since oh, the, yeah. since sure. that I was there. Yep, yep. Um, so that was kind of a weird thing. It's you know, it, it's a thing. You know, I, I I think there are pros and cons as I mentioned. Not a fan of it too much, and. Um, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, so food prices, the facilities were good, the cashless system. So there was a little bit of greenwashing. Just a, like I mean, it was it was funny mm -hmm. because I think that most metalheads don't give a fuck. Like this isn't a hippie concert, right? We're not. I, I don't think that. I think this idea of saving the environment at the cost of 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 um, intelligence. <laughs> you know, I think that what I mean by that is it's not saving the environment anymore. You know, the idea of saving the planet is a stupid, futile uh, um, statement, right? It, it's, it should be more like um, live better amongst the planet or mm -hmm. even more so um, learn to be self-sufficient so that you don't end up becoming a burden mm -hmm. and requiring more resources than necessary. You know, these kind of things, I think those are better messages to be put forward than save the planet. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a, it's a weird statement to begin with. And um, so I saw a couple stands, you know, like save the rainforest, this kind of stuff. But, you know, commercially speaking to me, I think that just like, you know, with your 
companies and all that stuff that you've been worked working with, greenwashing is political. Yeah, and yep. it was actually nice to see that most of those stands that were trying to put forward a lot of these greenwashing ideas, they were empty. <laughs> a lot of people there. So that actually kind of made me feel kind of nice, saying that <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be with a bunch of people that at least are just they just want to enjoy living and mm. and not be distracted by the mm -hmm. politics of bullshit too much. So that was one thing that I actually kind of liked. Um, on the other note, the commercial side of it, you know, the festival got big enough and they've been sponsored. Um, there were there were yeah like commercialism was pretty pretty high up right like yeah. everywhere you looked there was there was a, an advert for something or another mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of expected when you're at a festival I wish that it was more um, advertisement for like I I didn't see anything about local music or or upcoming musicians oh yeah see that was mm -hmm. that was really disappointing for me because I was expecting to see more of that and I really didn't you know it was like every stage was sponsored by some company. And, uh, you know, the only time they would even talk about maybe an upcoming artist is if they were able to promote something for telecom or for HP or whatever the hell. So that was just one of these things where if in the, in the future I could definitely make a change, a suggestion, I would say um, support the local upcoming small guys because those are the guys that make this a reality. And these are the guys who will be on the stages of the future mm -hmm. and uh, so on and so forth. So I said a mouthful. I think that's that for that for today. Mm -hmm. I had other things I was going to bring up, but... Uh, I think uh, I think we did really well actually going through all the little points. So back in 2023, <laughs> great success. There you go. There we go. <laughs> all right, Maddie, anything for you to to wrap things up with? No. You like, have a pretty little voice. I think you should use it a little more. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was your experience mostly. I was, you know, I just again saw well, it from you're going to be there next year, saw so it from afar. But so you can start to get excited for that. Yeah, I actually think maybe I should go like on every, everything you you said so far. It's like, hmm, you know, I don't actually like so many people in one place. I don't like a lot of music. You don't all like the time. you don't like beer on tap I don't flowing like beer all on the time, tap, uh, or being in a field of five G all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that was the hard thing for me. I must say, I had to really mm -hmm. every morning I did heavy breathing uh, breathing exercises yeah. in order to really. Um, try to protect myself and charge myself up. But the other thing is know? also, again, you know, like just spending time with nice people and friends and, and being in that environment just really for a couple of days. Do something different and find your your space. I am a big fan of also, you know, the, the I would I think I will really enjoy the uh, Wackinger place where Absolutely. because I like the the more medieval it's a medieval market. place oh yeah you have medieval belly dancers and sword and fighters all that stuff so I'm really yeah. uh, I'm really that's right up my alley so I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I will spend a lot of time right there maybe I actually thought you know having my own stand with with providing stuff that would fit into that area and then I I, I was I'm going to be looking into seeing I forget like I'm going to mm -hmm. see if there's like a waiting list for buying property in Vakken that would be awesome it yeah. really really would and, and, knows, and the village right? is is fantastic you know you walk mm -hmm. through there it's this old little North German village tiny right really <laughs> small I don't even know how many people live there but not many and uh, we we walked through it and there's a, it, it like at the end of the main street there was this venue that uh, is is a music venue slash yeah. um, restaurant slash pub and breakfast place and mm -hmm. um, they even have all these pr practice rooms for musicians and all that <laughs> stuff so it's yeah, kind of a, a sounds like a good place yeah. to be as a for a musician and I think you know since you get in for free every year you save up the money <laughs> it's actually kind of worth <laughs> buying property in Wacken just for that just you know just that, to be yeah. able to do that and like you said if you have a property uh, if property on the main strip in Wacken. Mm. 
You can make any, you could do anything you want on your front lawn. Yeah. With, I presume, not yeah. requiring a business license. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't mm -hmm. know. Some Something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Wrap things down for Thank today. Thank you for sharing your experience. <laughs> yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll see you next week. We're going to try and keep things actually a little bit more routine from mm -hmm. now on. Next week, we have a really cool topic coming up. And uh, we're going to try and keep things upbeat. And um, yeah. as I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, we are now live 8 p.m. for the rest of summer. And mm. then we're going to switch over when, uh, you know, when we feel like it's necessary. We'll go back to being 6 p.m. Central Eastern, Central European time yeah. on Sundays, right? Alrighty. So that's for you guys out there. We are live on Rockfin, Telegram, Twitch, DLive. We're also live on a platform called Kick. I haven't looked into it much to see if we've... A what? Cake? Kick. A you kick. know, like, uh, like don't kick my dog. Ah. And uh, it's uh, kick.com. It's pretty much the same as Twitch and DLive. Okay. I'll look into it and see if anything's moving over there. Hmm. Um, audio version only on Podbean. We may leave Podbean. Mm. I like Podbean, but they're having issues. And... Uh, <laughs> One of the main reasons we paid for Podbean is that we're live in audio version also in Podbean and it's been buggy. Mm. Um, they haven't let us, uh, well, for about for the last four episodes, we haven't been able to change the cover art oh, and yeah. they can't figure out why. And so it's just one of these things like if they can't help me or fix the problem or reimburse me for the issues and all that stuff, mm. uh, I'm going to go elsewhere. I think that uh, Podbean has kind of lived its usefulness. Uh, I'm sure there are other competitive platforms now that are probably just as good or better. Mm. Take a look into it. So any of you guys right. out there know a good audio streaming platform, let us know. We'd love to know. Like a live audio streaming platform. Maybe XM Radio. Maybe we get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> but for that, re if we do something like that, then we have to be really on time live every time. Yeah. We can't just be all... Loosey goosey as we have been. Loosey goosey. Exactly. <laughs> so. Alrighty then. Have a good uh, rest of Sunday. Alright, guys. See you next time. Bye bye.